0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam. We are out of COVID protocol, Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zoom. two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports. Wacky ass hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir?
1: Oh, Graham, sad to not see your smiling face in front of me today. Just like the rest of the world, Graham and I got COVID last week. Very unfair. But what are you going to do, Graham? We're on the other
0: side of it. Not much you can do. Yeah, just gotta deal with it. Move on. Um, there was an attempt to try and do a show last week that did not come to fruition. It's because we felt like such dog shit. Um, but yeah, we're feeling better, we're good, and um, you yeah, know, ready to rock and roll and talk some Atlanta sports.
1: Let's do it, Graham. We we got uh we got Falcons to talk about, we got hawks to talk about. And speaking of COVID issues, those poor Atlanta hawks. It's
0: just oh brutal. my god. I wonder if they were hanging out with us at uh where were we on Saturday night where all this craziness happened at the uh, brick store in Decatur. I wonder, if, I wonder if John Collins and Trey were there that night as well. Because man, Co is eating through the Hawks right now. It's it's also just a damn disgrace that the NBA. We were talked about this earlier today, uh, where the NBA hasn't canceled any any Hawks games despite the fact that we're fielding like you know a team with Jason Richardson and a, a bunch of other kids from the G League. Um, but they canceled it for the Cavaliers a couple weeks ago before Omicron really started rampaging through all these organizations. Doesn't yeah, make allegedly
1: sense it's because the Cavs might not have had enough time to find any of these replacement players that we're seeing left and right, and that's why
0: Oh, sorry that they're uh, an incompetent franchise. Yeah,
1: I guess it was just like too soon to game time. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely shit. and, like, the NBA certainly needs to, like – they need to roll back. I think they they have rolled things back as far as the protocols and, like, players are being cautious again. But, you know, I, I have it on a good source uh, that Trey Young was out and about in some clubs in Buckhead a couple of weeks ago. And it's it just doesn't seem like something that should be going down in the middle of an NBA season when COVID is still spreading like it is. And, like, you know, I'm not blaming Trey Young here or, any, or anything, but – Who knows who brought that, and we've we've seen ourselves how quickly, and like not knowing the source that you can get it, but shit, man, like we're just losing games left and right, and I'm I'm worried that we're gonna fall in down too big of a hole.
0: Yeah, and then it's like people that we bring up are getting COVID. Then you know, like Sharif Cooper, uh, Jalen Johnson. You know, um, it's it's been crazy watching. Alexa and I were supposed to go to the the magic game on the 22nd. Obviously that didn't happen. It's funny. The last two times we tried to go to a Hawks game it has been either canceled by COVID, which it was, which we tried to do in in March. We tried to go to that game on the uh, game on the weekend that got canceled when COVID first broke out. And then we got COVID last week and we couldn't go to that, that game, but it was, we, we watched part of that game and it was just miserable. Um, You know, there, there was just, such a lack of, of team chemistry because these guys haven't played with each other. Um, and, it, and it's also just, it's a little embarrassing and to, for the NBA, honestly, to put out, um, I hate that word product, but I will use it here. Put out a product like that where it's like, yep, this is the NBA. I mean, I know it's like, you know, extenuating circumstances, but at the same time, it's like, this is just sad. It's like watching a high school JV, two high school JV teams playing against each other or something. Yeah.
1: It was disappointing with Christmas day too. Cause that was, that was the game that I had been looking forward to ever since I first saw the schedule released. And it was just like not having Trey young out there in the garden just sucked, you know, like they, they, they tried, yeah. but it was, I mean, what they f- fell down like 17 points within the first five minutes and just.
0: Yeah. It was like 18 to three at one point early on. And, and uh, the Hawks tried their damnedest to get back in that game. They they get within four or five points, and then the Knicks would go on a run, and the Hawks would go on a run, and they just they just didn't have the firepower, unfortunately, to run with them. But the uh, the Knicks fans, the great Knicks fans, everybody so such a great passionate fan base, uh, showed their once again showed their true colors. showed that they uh, that that Trey Young lives inside their head. Uh, they were they were doing their fuck Trey Young chant, and he wasn't even playing in the game. That's that's how much he devastated them last year. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's
1: pretty funny too. They waited until like the game was almost over as well to get that chant going. It's like they were still a little concerned that we were going to pull off the freaking twenty point <laughs> comeback or something like that. Um, right. Yep, D- Delon Wright. He tried, man. But um,
0: yeah, he tried. JC tried. I mean, everybody was out there. Take that, Cam Reddish is playing his ass off. Yeah, he um, looks really good. Yeah, I mean, he's dropping – he's had multiple 30-point games. Um, he's been he's been the spark plug on offense. Uh, we just don't have enough – we just don't have enough firepower. And, and Capella, man, I know that was his first game back from COVID, but, man, he looked even slower than he did at the beginning of the season in that Christmas Day game.
1: Yeah, circle March 22nd on your calendar, Graham. That's the next time we're at the Garden. Okay. Uh, that's a Tuesday TNT game, so hopefully Trey Young will be good to go <laughs> for that. But uh, yeah, your boy Capella, you're right. He has not looked like himself, and I was we were texting back and forth during. I was trying to make a big thing out of watching this basketball game by myself on Christmas Day outside, uh, trying to get all excited <laughs> about it. And like, I, I do think Okongwu is eventually going to be the starting center, uh, but of course he goes out. He get he's on COVID protocols as well, so. Um, and that
0: sucks, too, because he came back. Did he come back last week or the week before? I think he I was back
1: for, like, a game last week, maybe, maybe two.
0: Yeah, I remember watching the game. I don't remember what game it was, but I remember watching him and just seeing the energy he was playing with on both sides of the floor, contrasting that with Capella. He was active defensively. People weren't getting around him. It's not like he didn't get scored on. And that's not to say Clint isn't trying, but it just seemed like the energy and the effort was far greater by Okongwu compared to Capella. And Okongwu hadn't played all year yet, you know, due to that injury he was coming back from and uh he didn't play too many minutes, but when he was in there, I was like, all right, here's here's a guy setting the tone in the in the on the in the interior of the defense. Um, which Capella did so much last year, but I mean it, uh, it's just so weird, but it was it was encouraging to see Onyeka play the way he played coming off that injury and not not having played the whole season and hopefully Gets over COVID can come back and continue to be a major contributor.
1: Yeah, I don't even know who we got healthy anymore. I know the only like, because John Collins is now out as well. I know the only like real players right. are Trey Young's back and Cam Reddish is somehow still doesn't have COVID, but right. look out for that one to fall. But, um, right. I, I, I just hate seeing these box scores with giving up 130 points all the time, Graham. That's brutal.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it, uh, you know, all year, how the offense has looked good overall and the defense has looked terrible. And the the stats bear that out. Um, You know, Hawks top five overall offensive efficiency. 25th worst, I think, um, somewhere in that range in terms of overall defensive efficiency. Um, And we're not seeing, especially right now with how many bodies are out, um, but we're not seeing, you know, really any improvement there. And I think also, I mean, Cam Reddish is a raw player, and he's playing well right now. I still expect him to have many ebbs and flows um, this year as, as the season progresses. But I just don't understand why we were starting Cabero for so long over Reddish. I mean, the results are bearing themselves out right in front of us. But Cabero... He provided. He really didn't provide anything. I I don't, I don't understand what Nick, McMill, Nick McMillan's thought process was there, and it makes me kind of start to question really what's going on in that locker room. I know there's been a ton of injuries. COVID obviously right now is killing us, but there has been just a complete lack of cohesion on um, you know within the locker room, and I, I I pin that a lot on McMillan since he's the head coach, and it's just a stark antithesis of what it was when he came and turned this team around last year. You know, we're seeing a lot of the things we saw in the Lloyd Pierce era, building up a lead, blowing it in the fourth quarter. Um, this team doesn't, and you know, this team doesn't look much different, honestly, um, than the Lloyd Pierce teams. Yes, I think they're better offensively, but, but defensively, it's just as bad, if not worse.
1: I mean, they just haven't had any chance to get any chemistry going. I mean, listen to some of these names, Graham. Cat Barber.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, is this a guy? That, you know, I took it literally. I was like, we, we signed a, a literal feline barber.
1: <laughs> Chandri Brown Jr., Malik Ellison from Hartford College, uh, Malcolm Hill from Illinois, uh, Wes Iwundu from Kansas State, of course, your your boy, Timothy Luawu Cabareau. That's your favorite player. Uh, Lance Stevenson. It is. Just Justin Tillman from Virginia Commonwealth.
0: Oh, I need to point something out that I messed up. Uh, I, kept saying, <laughs> I kept saying Jason Richardson. I meant Lance Stevenson. Sorry. Well, oh, that's reasonable. I mean, yeah, they're kind of similar names, similar players.
1: Lance is probably like 10 years younger. Did you see, see our boy uh, Joe Johnson out there with the Celtics?
0: Yeah, Joe ISO Joe's it's, back, it's, baby.
1: It was more like ISO slow mojo, Joe, but uh, you know he was right. still he's still getting it done. I'd, I'd like us to I'd like to see us bring like Jason Terry in, someone like that, just some old dog. Sharif Coop. I mean,
0: I want I want Matumbo. Uh, give me JT. Uh, give me Matumbo.
1: Sharif Abdul
0: Let's go. Shabir. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Al Walker. Harrington. Al Harrington. Why not at this point? Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, and I mean to go back to your point. Yeah, you're right. The there has not been a lot of a, a big chance to have that cohesion. But even before the injuries really piled up, and then COVID was taking us out, we we were seeing we we're seeing on a we were seeing on a consistent basis the blown leads the bad defense. Um. So you know I, I hear you, and it still wasn't enough to say you know this is a hanging offense, and the jury's out, and we're screwed. It was still concerning to see all of that before this rash of injuries and COVID happened. You
1: know, they're just not a very good team right now. I mean, 15, 15 and no. 18. Um, where are we at in the standings? Do you know? We were 10th, I think,
0: going into Christmas day. I'm not sure where we're right. at. Yeah,
1: we're 12th. Right only a half game out of the playoffs, but that's not saying much considering, you know, two thirds of the conference makes the playoffs nowadays. But, yeah. Uh, Right. Yeah, it's ugly. It's it's not going to get better for a while. Hopefully, this this new um, CDC just said whatever five days you could come back if you're, I guess if you're like testing positive and asymptomatic or something like that. So NBA's adopted that. Right. So hopefully we can get some of these guys coming back sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, I know Schlenk was on ninety two nine the game today, just saying I, I just hope that we don't fall too far behind after all this. It, it is crazy that – I mean, we've been hit worse than any other NBA team.
0: Yeah, and it's not like other teams haven't been hit bad. But, yeah, it's something we've really – we're really suffering under COVID's yoke right now more than anybody. Uh, and that's, you're exactly right. It's not hyperbole. It,
1: it has been good that – so, I mean, everyone was like, myself included, wanted to see those rookies play, and then they did get the opportunity to play for a couple games. And you can see, like, they're just not ready, you know?
0: Yeah, the biggest thing that I noticed with Sharif Cooper um, was that one game he played in, or at least the one game I saw, was hesitancy. Uh, you know, the the speed, the playmaking ability we were seeing in summer league wasn't quite there, which is okay. I mean, it was, it was like one game and very extremely early in his, uh, you know, NBA career. But it was like he would he would try to drive to the hole and he would be going up against two or three guys in the post. And he wouldn't dish it. And there was there was a hesitancy there. He wasn't he wasn't attacking. He wasn't like able to make a decision fast enough on the court overall, whether he was passing or trying to penetrate to the hole or anything like that. So yeah, I think all the all the calls for those guys, and Jalen Johnson didn't really impress me that much either. But I really noticed with Cooper, it was just like he wasn't comfortable yet. His feet were not you know, acting the way he wanted them to, and it, his his is like his mind and his body weren't really connected when they were playing yet, and that's to be expected. It's okay, Um but yeah, it, it was kind of like it was it was sobering to 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 see that with all all the people, myself included, It was like, well, let's just throw them out there, let's see what happens, and it's like, well, we saw what happens. You know, yeah, the coaches what aren't uh, dumb; they're they not have ready. a better
1: idea of where these players right. are. I really like um Skylar Mays, though. He's playing very like, well, like, I think. He is decisive. He, he's just a solid, consistent player, doesn't make bad decisions, and uh, he can knock shots down, I know. Like He, he seems like he, he's one of these guys that I think is going to earn more playing time uh, through getting this opportunity, like even once people are healthy. I think he's still going to be a part of the rotation, and you, you can just see he's a level above where the rookies are anyways.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, and um, yeah – He's pretty active defensively too. It's not like he's a uh you know, an all world defender, but I remember he had two nice steals in the in the Christmas Day game. Um, shot five or eleven from the field. Uh he look he look you know, he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good out there. He's still a, I think a very raw player, but I, I liked his activity on both sides of the floor. He moved with you're exactly right, moved with a purpose. You compare him to Cooper, it's it's night and day.
1: Yep, so we got the damn Bulls again tomorrow night. At Chicago, not looking good. Uh, Bogey is out now as well. I forgot what happened to what, him. What, what do you think? Yeah, COVID, geez, yeah, those were the other. So, I know he just come so back losing venture.
0: Bogey and Collins. So, well, we were talking about this, Adam, with our own COVID saga. Um, you know, I guess the good news is, right, we don't know how long the immunity is with the Omicron stuff yet, I don't think, but. You're not going to get COVID for at least a little while again. Um, so the good news is that we'll hopefully get everyone back in the next couple weeks, and everybody will be able to play with each other for hopefully an extended period of time. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll, we'll, have, we'll all have all this have,
0: immunity. You know, the other teams will start losing more people. Yeah, literally you know?
1: everyone on the team will have immunity for a couple months. So
0: right, that's so, one way to look at it. And some on. of these players, maybe
1: if they rushed back like a bogey from other injuries, he's getting to heal up now. I know DeAndre Hunter right. is apparently putting up shots again. He could be back in the next couple weeks, Mister.
0: God, Mister. I hope always he injured.
1: Healthy.
0: Might as well give him COVID now, just so he can get <laughs> yeah. over it and build yeah. up the immunity. Exactly. He's out. That's a horrible joke. But, That's it's it's fair. You know, uh, but you know, it's it's just it's just crazy, man. I mean, whatever could possibly go wrong with, with the Hawks right now is going wrong. Not just with people, you know. And that's extending to the way they're playing on the, on the court. You can't expect a team that's been so ravaged like this to win games. And the NBA, like we talked about earlier, is just absolutely full of shit for not canceling some Hawks games. Um, I, I don't know
1: how you like. I, I mean, I it's a tough position I, to be in as the NBA as well. It's like,
0: sure, but you got to see that and be like, we're not even fielding a competitive roster right now. Sure. How is that? That's not fair to the Hawks to just say just go out there and lose.
1: Got to keep bringing in that money, Bo.
0: I guess, but you can still move the games and have them at a later date. I don't know, you know, it, it can be done.
1: Maybe. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't think we're getting a top uh, three seed anymore. I'll tell you that much.
0: Not, th- not the number one seed in the East. I like think it's still... Right, I think it's still too early to, to say what this team is, um, given everything that's happened. But, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's 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 rough right now watching this team. It really is. And um, let's just hope everybody gets healthy and uh, they can get on the floor, play as a unit, and um, start winning some basketball games. But it's it's going to be at least another week or two before we start seeing there actually be a possibility for that. One thing we haven't talked about, though, with the Hawks was their miracle win over Philadelphia in, um, in between the Orlando game and the, and the Knicks game. Before Christmas,
1: yeah, it was actually a pretty healthy Philadelphia team that they played.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they did that. That was that that showed some balls to me, which this team hasn't really showed all year. But that was another game where your boy Okongwu really yeah, showed that, out. That
1: was his only game, um, I think, right?
0: No, he played in a game okay. before that. But yeah,
1: he he was he was he, yeah. up your boy Embiid pretty well.
0: Oh yeah, he was banging with him, man. It was it was great to watch. Um, your boy Mays had a double double in that game. Um, Cam had another good game. John Collins brought his consistency. Um, it was it was just a nice balanced effort from everybody. Um, DeLon Wright's really come on strong. I know he's out now with COVID, <laughs> but he, he's had some he's had some nice games recently. He was not impressing me earlier in the year, but he's really. I think he dropped twenty in the Christmas Day game. He's being more of an orchestrator on offense. He's also. Um, you know, sort of utilizing his, his size a little bit. He's a little taller than Trey, getting some boards. He got five boards in that game against Philly. Um, you know, he was he was he's he's at he's being at more active on both sides of the floor. Um I've liked what I've seen from him recently.
1: Yeah, no, I mean he's he's a he's a very solid player. I think he, he got a little too much yeah. crap early on, but um you know, he's not as exciting as like uh, the potential of a Sharif Cooper or anything, but he's just a solid player. He's no. a professional point guard. Mm-hmm. So a guy we will need, and like you could see that. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that Lou Williams is also in health and safety protocols. I don't even know, but he hasn't been out there, so you can only assume. But he certainly looks a step slower even than he did last year. He he hasn't been very impressive this year.
0: So, yeah, Lou. Like I, I was saying, I think on our last podcast, I I, I prefer. I I don't really want Lou running the uh, run point anymore. He's just not much of a dynamic playmaker. He's more of a guy that doesn't get people as involved anymore. When he gets the ball, most of the time he's taking a shot. And uh, when he does that as much as he... whenever he, It's not whenever he gets it, but it just doesn't seem like he creates as much as Wright and definitely not as much as Trey. So to me, I I would prefer if he was... When he's healthy and he does play, that he plays the two and not the one, just because I I don't think he really helps out anybody. Um, And also... With the amount of um, you know fantastic point guards there are in the NBA, he might not be playing against the starter all the time. But you know he he's he's a damn turnstile when it comes to defense, so he doesn't really help anybody there when he's on a player that might be more physically gifted to him in terms of of quicks and handles. So um, I would much rather see him at the two moving forward. I'm not sure that will happen, but we'll yeah. see.
1: It we we kind of just brushed over him, but you got to feel good about Cam
0: Reddish right now, man. Like look. Yeah, no, he's playing he's playing very shooting well.
1: Shooting 40% from 3 almost. Um couple 30-point games out of his last 4 and you know we're, we're always going to have the conversation but like at this point with Trey and Cam Reddish, it's looking like a slam dunk of a trade in the Luka deal, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I'm I'm still Jerry's still out for me on Cam. I feel like he's either playing out of his mind or he's really subpar. So I don't think we're going to be seeing him dropping 30 every night, but I'd like to see some consistency, some more consistency before I declare, you know, who won that trade. Um, I'm still not ready to, to, to declare the victor there, but um, I am, an, I'm definitely encouraged by what he's doing. And we also have to remember he's still only 22 years old. He's still a baby. So um, I, I still think that even after the season ends, the jury will be out on him. Um, and that's not a bad thing. But I think within the next year, we'll we'll know what kind of player Cam Reddish is.
1: And those trade rumors are still just constantly swirling. And, uh, you know, at, at this point, his his stock is through the roof. If you did want want to pull the trigger. Right. But, you know, we...
0: But who... What were you going to get for Reddish? Oh, another first-round pick, but okay, do we have that? I'd, you...
1: I'd rather hold on to him myself.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to... I wouldn't want to trade Cam for a pick. You know, if I'm trading Cam, I'm trying to get I'm I'm using, I'm, I'm trying to going to create a package um where I can try and get um uh, a, a not a veteran veteran player but a guy who's established in the league that I know can help me win now. Um I don't want to be trading for draft picks. I'm I'm not, I'm sure. not about that, especially with a guy like like this. That's yep. just my opinion. And we heard plenty of uh trade rumors last year for JC um, that didn't come to fruition, so um, I'm not really necessarily a person who looks at Travis Schlink and sees, "Oh man, there's smoke, there's fire." On these trade rumors going, everywhere. yeah,
1: my gut would say it's not going to happen. You know,
0: yeah, I think you know he's a pretty patient guy in terms of you know making seeing what these guys are going to, um, seeing how these guys are going to pan out.
1: Yeah, maybe um, like, I could see him trading like a a Bogdan or a danilo maybe capella. capella even though they just re-upped him yeah but um yeah i think cam just has too much potential value on this team
0: i agree yeah i, I agree with you 100 percent um yeah that's about it for the hawks tough sledding but you know we're seeing some good things like we talked about especially from cam reddish and we'll just see how it transpires i still don't think anyone should be ready to jump off the bandwagon or say we're screwed or anything like that there's still a ton of basketball to be played we're getting our butts kicked right now on the court and off the court but um you know there's there's, there's you know we're, we're playing basketball to april 10th there's a, there's a lot of time to turn this around
1: good point graham nice optimism
0: yeah and we've seen this group prove in the past that that they can get it going um with this coaching staff so Let's, give me just give me a. here's what I want. Give me a month and a half where mostly everybody's healthy and uh, let's see what happens. If after a month and a half and we're at full strength and we're still playing like this or or still playing like we're blowing fourth quarter leads, then we can start you know, freaking out and running our heads through uh, plate glass windows. But until then, I think the fan base needs to needs to chill out. There's a lot of vitriol. Uh, Being spewed on Hawks Twitter right now, that's just kind of unsettling to me. Um, The lack of sort of vision that anyone has about um, even just the long-term expectations of the season. Um, It's just like everyone's just reactionary, 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 not seeing the full picture. Um, Which I know is hard to do. I've been guilty of it before plenty of times. But it's just like, let's just take a step back, man. Realize the circumstances that we're having doesn't excuse some of the bullshit that we've seen earlier this year, but just still a lot of basketball left.
1: At the very least, we get it going right at the end of the year, and then we are a scary-ass first-round team for some of the top seeds.
0: Well, think about it, too. I mean, the Hawks didn't really get it going last year with a lot of the same core until, what, middle of February?
1: Yeah, the season didn't start until Christmas last year either, though. So you, you got to think, now, at this point, we're like, two, two and a half months in, which is when they got it going. But they also right. had, we thought they were on un, unhealthy last year, but, um, you know, they still had the core there for the most part besides DeAndre. Right. But yeah, this is taking it yeah. to a new level. So yeah, just, just got to ride out so. the storm. Hopefully steal a couple wins here and there. And with Trey back, I think that potential is there for him to just do some stupid shit and go off for like 50 points or something.
0: Um. Yeah, he's going to need to do something yeah, like that. 50 out of
1: him, 30 out of Cam. And, uh, <laughs> comprises 70% so of the scoring. Herder should be back at some point here in the next week. So.
0: Yeah, I miss I miss Kevin. I was funny. I was watching the game the other day. I was watching the, the next game. I was like, there's so many guys out that I don't even – I forgot that Kevin was out just because it's just like, he's, you know, everybody's out, you know. And it's just like – there's about like five minutes left. And I was like, oh, yeah, Herter's out too. I was like, Jesus Christ. This is just you just him, he's out.
1: Football fans, sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score – can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple.
0: If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on all the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests across almost any sport. NFL, NBA, eSports. When baseball comes back, it'll be there. College football, if it's out there, if it's a sport of any kind, DraftKings has it. Um, available to play. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit.
1: So here's what you need to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you'll win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 positive and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, the most exciting team in the city, the <laughs> Atlanta Falcons.
1: <laughs> this team is so weird, man. Like... I like this team, I do, but they're so boring.
0: They are, they are the uh, little engine that almost kind of sort of they does. They're
1: so boring, but like, yeah, I look forward to watching their games, and like they they hold true with if if you are an average to mediocre team, we are going to beat you. But it's going to be a one. <laughs> it's it's going to be ugly as shit. We're going to close the game out, but it's going to be a win. one possession game though. Don't worry about a blowout. You never have to go to a Falcons game and worry about a blowout with the Falcons on the winning side, anyways.
0: Right? Like it's, yeah, we will never blow out anybody. If we lose, we're gonna get blown out. But if but uh, we win, we're gonna we're gonna win uh, with you know a last second interception or um, barely holding off a team like we did with Jacksonville. You know, it's just just I mean that statement really
1: holds true. So like, um, um, to go back through the last few games. 2016 win over the Lions, uh, 31-13 loss to the 49ers, 29-21 over the Panthers, 30-17 to the Bucks, 21-14 win over the Jaguars, and then your favorites, the 25-0 loss to the Patriots, 43-3 to the Cowboys. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, they're consistent.
0: They're consistent. They are consistently. Con-
1: no, I'd say no, they're consistently. Okay.
0: But you got to think about it, too. I mean, even the teams that you just mentioned that we beat, Jacksonville, Carolina, Detroit, we were barely beating these teams. It's not like it's a commanding victory or anything.
1: Hey, it's better to win against them than to not win.
0: Oh, of Seven course.
1: wins is pretty damn impressive, Graham. I, I think, I mean, I, I think.
0: Especially for this it, roster. Wasn't seven it's, my number? A I owe you $10. I owe you $10. Nice. Because uh, I bet that the Falcons wouldn't win more than five games, um, which they've clearly done. Well, I'll be, I'll be eagerly awaiting that payment received. Oh, I know you will. All right, yeah, let's talk about this San Francisco. I want to talk about the San Francisco games. We didn't get a chance to talk about this one. This was the most frustrating game I watched all season. Um, we were in this game. But we couldn't do anything in short yardage situations. It was maddening. I, 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 it. For some reason, like I, I said all year, I, I try not to get worked up about worked up about these Falcons, but I was I was losing my mind. Like it was, uh, you know, 2016 or something. Because it, you no, know, I actually expected it was a
1: legitimately win. big game. Like if we win that game, then we're like firmly in playoff position at this point. You
0: know. Yeah, and, and you were thinking about that. I mean, you know the Falcons aren't going to do anything in the playoffs, but goddamn, it'd be nice to get there. It would, you know, it'd be sweet. And it was just these short yardage situations were pathetic. Uh, you know, we start off the game with that amazing turnover on 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 the kickoff. We get the ball in the red zone. Um, you know, we have four chances to punch it in at the one, and we can't do it. Well, this
1: was when they they kind of um, screwed us on that call, though, right?
0: they did but an nfl team should be able to get one fucking yard when it's when you get four chances to do it would you not agree oh i agree and it seems like they've been, they've been yeah. since that game
1: i feel like we've seen the quarterback sneak more but like you know that's a classic call that we do in madden 2005 all the time like just do the sneak sure up.
0: yeah it was funny though we tried the quarterback sneak <laughs> last week and we didn't get it and it was it was third and 1 Matt's never been good at that, but I wish we did it more. I wish we tried to do it more um, over the course of his whole career. Because this is not just um, something that is, has happened just this year. This has been a problem for the Falcons for a long time. Um, you know, probably the last five five years or so it's been a problem. Um, even the Super Bowl year, sometimes it was hard to get one yard. Um, obviously not as bad anywhere near as bad as it is now, but Uh, Ever since we lost those guys like Claybo, Harvey Dahl, Todd McClure, you know, that that (laughs) big, fat, beefy offensive line from the, about 2009 to 2012. It's been tough sledding many years. Um, Not every year, but there's been a lot of years where you just cannot get short yardage pickups. And this incredibly depressing stat really just brings it uh, full circle. Um, So Going into or after that San Francisco game, we had forty-three plays this season, needing one yard for a first down or a touchdown. We only converted twenty of those forty-three attempts. That's the lowest conversion that's the lowest conversion percentage in the league at forty six point five percent. Um, and no one it was lower than sixty. And that happened like five times in this game, where we could not get anything, one yard. And and the thing that really drove me nuts was doing these pitches, um, you know, on third and one, fourth and one, when it's like you need just one yard and let's pitch it. Um, it's incredibly frustrating. Because it's like, Corderell Patterson's got to get five of those, four, three to five of those yards back uh, before he can even get to the first in. I don't know. It, it was... It was really driving me nuts. And I know the pitches have been working really well for us. That's when you know we started to get our run game going. But you got to know with a good defensive line like uh, San Francisco, been watching game film, you got to start to change it up a little bit. You can't just rely on that over and over again. Really frustrating stuff.
1: Yeah, how many times were we in the red zone and came away with nothing in that game? A few times, right?
0: I think we were in the red zone five times. I think we did not. I mean, I think we came away with nothing three or four you- times. At least the one
1: touchdown, too. And like that would have just been like such a statement to actually punch that in at the beginning of the game. Um, Yeah. So that was that certainly let the uh, air out of the sails, as they say. Um, Yeah. It was a frustrating one, Graham. I certainly didn't get too caught up in it like
0: you did. I I was, I was, I was throwing my hat. I was going crazy.
1: Yeah. I was kind of just like uh, staring blankly at the TV. Not much emotion it's like you know this is our our very average boring football team
0: and you took the right approach like I you know I deserve condemnation because uh, it's like I can't get I can't get worked up I can't get worked up about these these Falcons but I, I got so worked up it's almost um, t- Russell gage had a really good game yeah he, he did um he, he, he's he's been I mean got, he's been looking he like making,
1: he's been looking I'm not gonna call him the number one receiver but like, in that game especially, he had a couple incredible catches.
0: Yeah, the touchdown um, was was amazing. It wasn't the best thrown ball. But he went up there and got it. Uh, it was a jump ball in the back of the end zone. Um, he had to, like, really reach for over the defender. I mean, it was, un- it was an unreal catch. So good. Uh, he had eight catches for 91 in that game on 12 targets. Did a hell of a job, I thought.
1: Kyle Pitts has had a um, few good games in a row now.
0: Yeah, and surprisingly enough, he set the record on Sunday, um, of the most yards for a tight end by a Falcon in a single season. Even more so than Tony Gonzalez. Oh, I didn't realize that. Set the previous. Uh, yeah, more than Tony Tony Gonzalez's best. I think was nine thirty or nine fifty in twenty twelve, and Kyle Pitts has um, has broken that record which is pretty nuts that you that you beat out Tony Gonzalez. But I guess when you got Roddy White and Julio also getting you know getting the ball like crazy then that makes a little more sense. Right, you can, but you can, you can, you That's off the you Kyle can look Pitts at that game. either
1: way though because it's also you can't I mean Kyle Pitts is double teamed every single play. Basically they're, they're,
0: yeah no he's he, he's had a very good season.
1: Pro pro um, bowler I, I think know you had you're the big best pro game bowl of guy, his.
0: Oh yeah, really care about the pro bowl. What do you fucking do? Good for him, but that means nothing. I look at more: of what are the things that are objective? And it's objective that he's had the best season, at least from a receiving yard standpoint, in Falcons history for a tight end. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. I mean, he- that says a lot, especially on a team that has been this bad, has had a horrible offensive line, um, that has no running game virtually. Uh, and he's the and he gets doubled like crazy like you're talking about that he's fought through that and set a record. I mean that, that that's pretty awesome.
1: You certainly don't love the fact that he's only got the one touchdown I think that's what that's why it's like he, he's quietly had a historically good season but the one touchdown factor certainly you know makes it it, it it hasn't seemed historically great, you know.
0: No, it hasn't. He it's been very quiet. Like you look at the you look at the stat line and it's like, oh yeah, he had a pretty good game. Like San Francisco game, he had four catches for 77 yards. Solid game. But, you know, uh, he had one really huge catch that kind of made up the chunk of that. But the Detroit game, he kind of took over in the second half. Um, I was really impressed with what he was doing. He had a beautiful sideline catch where he sort of reached out one hand to get the ball, to corral it. Beautiful, beautiful pass by, by Matt. Um, and he was just getting targeted like crazy in the second half of that Detroit game. He only had two catches, I think, in the first half. In that second half, boy, he was he was absolutely rolling. Led the Falcons in receiving yards of 102, his third 100-yard receiving game this year, um, and did it on six catches. Um, very efficient. Very efficient day. Once again, no touchdowns, but he did a really nice job out there. And you could really see the way he was running routes. And they weren't double-teaming him as much. As other teams were, and he took advantage of that like crazy. I mean, it, it was it was um, it was a man against boys out there in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, we knew he was a safe pick. Like, like we always said, his floor was very high. Um, it yeah, it does suck to see what Micah Parsons is doing, and just you know, you always you gotta wonder is that is that what we need more than a potentially right. all time great tight end? Um tough to say like my my gut is like man michael parson looks like the best player in the draft this year um including a lot of those quarterbacks but what what are you going to do graham right. i mean we, we got a great player i look forward to seeing him with some more weapons around him hopefully we get calvin ridley back at some point next year uh certainly got to draft another wide receiver pretty high this upcoming year they build the, build yeah. that lineup um and you know Matt Matt Ryan has been the perfect quarterback for this team. He's just been a perfectly normal, average, okay, boring quarterback who doesn't make many mistakes. So, you know, a lot of team, yeah. a lot of teams I mean, would love at, to like, have these... that right now. I know there's there's been some trade rumors about uh the Steelers trading for him next year with Big Ben, you know, clearly being
0: done. Um Yeah, I I heard about that. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I say get whatever value you can out of Matt, and uh, and move. I don't on. know. It's it's going to be There's interesting this,
1: this to ca- see what this regime
0: wants to do because at this point we're, we're you can't have a quarterback like this on a rebuilding team. You just can't. And I know we've won seven. But yeah, he says
1: we're rebuilding? That's the thing. Like huh? we're, we're, right now we're we're, we're definitely we all, rebuilding. You look at the holes across half the board. We're
0: This is not. Even though they won seven games, this is not a good team.
1: It's a perfectly okay team, but they they could.
0: It's a very good go team.
1: all in next year. And like, so it's, but they need to go one way or the other. Like we,
0: but they can't, how can they go all in when a quarterback's taking up $48 million of cap space? Can't you, do it.
1: You can add some talent.
0: Well, the reason why, what well, the reason why we can't add a lot of talent, we didn't add a lot of talent this year is because we're so hamstrung by these, by this huge, this albatross of a contract. And it's not just Matt's contract. There's a number of other contracts, uh, but oh, that's it's, breaking news, uh,
1: there, Junior. We have cap issues. I know,
0: well, yeah, but we have a lot of cap issues, and I'm just saying you cannot go all in with the way our cap is set up this year or but next year. You can year. stick. You can stick. You can't You, can you got to make some you can sacrifices. Stick with Matt Ryan
1: and try to continue to be an okay team.
0: You'll win seven or eight games again next year, unless you really hit in yeah. the draft, and that's what it really comes down to. Can Terry Fontenot? Continue to hit in the and, and,
1: find, and find another um, Corderell Patterson, someone like that, you know, a lower tier free agent who just pops. You got to do stuff like that.
0: Right, right. And, you, and we, we talked about this, right, how uh, that was Fontenot's strength in New Orleans was finding these uh, free agents that were a little under the radar, that were solid, weren't anything spectacular, and maximizing the talent. And, he's, and that has happened big time. With uh, CDP this year, for sure. Um, But my thing is, I I would disagree with you in the the sense that I think we're still a rebuilding team. I think we have a lot of holes on this roster um, that need to be filled. And I don't think it's going to take a year to do it. And it's going to be really hard to fill them with Matt on this roster. Um, and and, And the sooner we move on from that, the sooner we can get back to actually contending. He's still a very good quarterback and I think if he were to go to a better team with a better offensive line and more weapons, I think he could still potentially win a Super Bowl. He just can't do that here. It's not going to yeah, happen. He would be with the way everything's set up He it's would not certainly be putting He would be putting on. up a
1: lot bigger numbers, there's no doubt. Um, I just don't know if you're going to find anyone to take that contract.
0: Um, but if we find a team like if, if Pittsburgh, you know, if Pittsburgh thinks they can go all in and, and maybe win it next year, because they have a pretty good defense, even though they got absolutely destroyed by Kansas City, they have some solid offensive talent, uh, Najee Harris, Chase Claypool, um, you know maybe they're desperate enough to, to, to make a trade like that. And also, you get rid of Matt, you get some draft picks. We need as many draft picks as we can get, given our cap issues.
1: You think we can get a first-rounder for him?
0: I don't know about if, first. It, it, I think you at least got to get a second. We get, could a, get second.
1: a second for damn Julio. I bet we could get a first for a quarterback. You yeah, a quarterback makes the team. Like if Mike Tom, if Mike Tom, yeah, no, If Mike Tomlin right. thinks that they're just a decent quarterback away from being back into Super Bowl contention, hell yeah, he'll give up a first rounder. How, how many? How many first round yeah, picks you could have you, we had over the year that turned into absolutely nothing, dog trash?
0: A lot. Thanks to probably like 80% of them. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) first
1: round picks, yeah, it sounds valuable, but like it's not a known commodity by any means. So if you can get a starting uh, quarterback that will efficiently lead your team, yeah, you give them a first round pick, just do it. And then obviously, like you said, we're eating some cap space there. But uh, no, I mean, I I agree that I I would like to see that as well and then bring in – draft a quarterback and then bring in one of these, a a younger player who needs a new team. Like, Like we can't roll with what we have on the roster at quarterback behind Matt Ryan, but we can find an okay quarterback on the free agent market.
0: Yeah. I think you could find a, uh, a, a, a actual mediocre quarterback. Matt Ryan is not mediocre, an actual mediocre quarterback is going to get absolutely killed. We win like maybe four games next year, if that. And then the year after is when things hopefully will start coming so together. You, because Matt will be t- totally off the books at that point. You'll have more draft picks if you trade Matt. And um, I think Deion Jones' salary comes off the books at that point. And uh, you might be able to go out and get a couple of good free agents. Max, you know, and then Hit on the draft, and then hopefully you can start building a more of a contending team.
1: Yeah, we'll see, Graham. But uh, this this 2021 version of the Falcons still technically in the playoff hunt.
0: They are in the hunt, yeah. and we got we got helped last night with uh, the Dolphins losing. Dolphins, or sorry, the Dolphins yep. beating the Saints. So so we we got to beat Buffalo. I, I think
1: we could beat Buffalo, Graham.
0: You think we, I can, can, think beat Buffalo. we can beat Buffalo? I'll say the one good thing about this is we're going on the road. You know, the Falcons are road warriors. <laughs> I mean, be- <laughs> beating the Lions by four points, and we probably should have lost that game, is our only true home win this year. Like, Jesus.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you got one win. That's pretty good. Congratulations to
0: those fans. Yeah, that's, that's what you're looking for, right? Just one win a year at your And at your it's home? the last
1: one of the year, so, like, Going out on top, baby.
0: I think we play the Saints. We play the Saints. Oh, is that at, next Oh, that's at home as well. At okay. home, it is. So that's that's exciting. <laughs> so yeah, we play the Bills, who are definitely looking better. They're fresh off a pretty convincing win against New England.
1: Uh, yeah, that that doesn't move really uh, well for us. But maybe, but no. I feel like they could just be primed for a. Um, you know, they're just overlooking us, maybe one of those
0: it's possible I mean they did lose you know let's be real they did lose to Jacksonville earlier this yeah. year so they can lay an egg and they are historically slow starters but you know their defense is still really good Stefan Diggs is still a beast Josh Allen's playing well uh it's going to be really hard for this Falcons team to compete with with Buffalo I think Um, And I worry for Matt Ryan's safety. I mean, the thing that was hilarious when that Lions game started, the Lions Lions—we're the worst pass rushing team in the league. Statistically, the Lions are the second worst. The Lions sacked Matt Ryan three times in that opening drive. Now, obviously, the Falcons cleaned that up great. But we've seen against better defensive lines that, you know, we've seen Matt get hit tons of times this year. Um, I mean, he was sacked, I think, three or four times against San Francisco and hit God knows how many times. Joey Bosa just wreaking havoc back there. So I, I think it's going to be a very long day from that, Ryan. I give us virtually zero chance of winning this game. um, But stranger things have happened. And you know they're going to play hard and give it everything they got. That would be a
1: hell of a pep talk for you to
0: give the team. Yeah, I say all this shit. is like, there's no chance you're going to win. But I know you're going to try. I know you're going to give it your all. Because you always do that. Yep. If there's nothing else, hold on to that. Yeah,
1: I've got a real conundrum in fantasy football, Graham. So I'm in the... Fantasy championship
0: game, man! You're just er- you're just a beast. You won the fantasy baseball championship. You might win the fantasy football. Yeah, so
1: championship. I got a decision to make a defense. So I won right. this past week because of Dan Quinn and his Dallas defense. That's two, disgusting. Two freaking touchdowns. They had like five sacks. I won by half a point. All thanks to Dan Quinn, which he owed me for the Super Bowl loss. So. I have
0: so you guys yeah, are even I have
1: no shame about that. That was cool that Dan gave me that one. Um so convention would say I roll with Dan again for the championship. But Dallas is playing Arizona, who can be good on offense. And my other defense sure. is Buffalo, Graham.
0: Like I, I could see mm. Buffalo getting like eight sacks. Yeah, I think he Buffalo. Oh, they definitely could. They can definitely also force a turnover. But R2. also,
1: Dan Quinn's defense is on fire. So, I don't know.
0: Is is the Dallas game at Arizona?
1: Dallas game is in Dallas.
0: I would still I would still take Buffalo. Because Arizona's offense is a lot better than but ours.
1: You were also the last place team in the league, so you saying that Makes me think that I should stick.
0: Yeah, I punted on the season a while ago because I was injured <laughs> like crazy. I was like the Hawks the whole year. Everybody got I, hurt. That was. Of I, value I've to
1: learned make. to stop listening to your fault. advice, though. But I still, I'll. I'll st- All right, take I take. I still ask for it, though. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's just. I take quite it with the a paradox. grain of
0: salt, I suppose.
1: Sure, but um, yeah, Dan Quinn, man, he's uh having some success.
0: Yeah. No, I mean he, he got uh, he's getting a job interview with Jacksonville. Is this he? This week, I think. They asked for permission to interview wow. him. So you could be looking at uh Dan Quinn, new head coach of the Jaguars. That's a originally. tough
1: place to be, man. Like you got Trevor Lawrence, but he, he's honestly, so Hugo has been saying forever Trevor Lawrence is a bust, like and he's it's not looking t- like he has not looked very impressive.
0: You gotta consider what's around him, though. Jackson true, but
1: even in the game against us, he had like one good, one good looking drive, and it wasn't anything that impressive.
0: That's true. Yeah, I mean, we made like Tim Boyle looked pretty damn good against us most yeah. of the day, and we got bailed out by Foye at the end. Um, that's actually one... Foye's played great all year. I think. I think he's turned into a really, really good linebacker, but. One guy I've not been as impressed with, even though he's still making a lot of tackles, is Deion Jones. Does he seem a step slower to you than, Yeah. You
1: know, I mean, three, how long has he been ago? in the league with us? Uh, like five years, something? Five.
0: His rookie year is a Super really? Bowl year. Yeah,
1: I don't yeah. know, man. I, I get nervous anytime, like any of our players that are good now, like we can't afford to pay them, like a foyer. He's going to want to get paid at some point. But yeah, I mean, Dion has not been, he, he doesn't pop on the screen anymore. Like, no. I
0: feel, he, um, he, he's, he's not making those plays at the line of scrimmage. Like, he's kind of like, he reminds me right now of a much better version of Paul Warlow. Remember Paul Warlow, the old slow linebacker we used to have who would, like, get, like, 15 tackles a game, but they were always, like, 10 yards past uh, the yeah, first the down marker. Yeah, the it's stat line. Yeah, it, it's, it's like he's a better version of that. Uh, he made like one decent play against Detroit where he stopped a run kind of at the line of scrimmage. But everything else, it's always in the open field. Um, and it's and like the San Francisco game in particular, he just looked like there was molasses on his on his freaking cleats the way he was moving. It was like, what is going on with you, man? The, the speed, the explosiveness, the fast and physical shit that we all heard for, for years and saw uh, was just not evident. Um, and this is the first year I've really seen where I'm like, uh, Dion is no longer kind of a premier linebacker in the league. He seems like he's just kind of average right now. I don't know if that's what's going on, if this is the way it's just going to be, or if this is just a bump in the road or what, or some health thing going on that we don't know about. But he, he, he's not doing anything to impress me.
1: Well, our lack of sacks as a defense is almost laughable at this point. So as a team – we have fourteen sacks through what sixteen week, fifteen weeks right now. Fourteen sacks, fifteen weeks. The the which yep. is obviously worse in the league. Uh, I think the next team has twenty six sacks, but there's multiple players with more than fourteen sacks. Like it is unbelievable how awful our pass rush has been for so many years.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, uh, Yeah, it is really incredible. That's just another reason why I'm like, this team is rebuilding. You look at the two things that give us the most ire each week. Offensive line, defensive line. That's not to say there aren't good players on those units. It's just like, we don't generate any pressure on the quarterback. And we have a hard time protecting our quarterback. And getting the run game going. Even though that run game's gotten a little better recently. It's still just like, these are core pillars that we have to figure out. And uh, we just have a long way to go, particularly guard and center on the offensive line. And then everyone not named Grady Jarrett on the defensive line.
1: Yeah, this is a tough pill to swallow. Micah Parsons has 13 sacks.
0: Yeah, that was the guy I I really wanted, man. I mean, I like Pitts a lot, but he's a game changer, an absolute game changer. I
1: mean, I don't know if he'd be putting up numbers like that on our defense, but
0: still. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. But you also got to think, Dallas's defense really sucked last year. It did. Um, they were almost as bad as we were. And they, they have some different personnel for sure. Uh, but, and their personnel is better than ours. I mean, he wouldn't be having 13 sacks here, but who knows, maybe four or five. Maybe cut that number in <laughs> half.
1: Just assume a much more average, mediocre number with us. Right. And yeah, then Kyle, Kyle Pitts looks um, like... A human Adonis, on another team.
0: Right. Like, like, let's say he goes to Dallas and he's with like Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, and he's just going. It's nuts all about over there. what's around you. Um, yeah, and that's the biggest thing about football. I mean, everyone loves to give Matt Ryan a bunch of shit, but it's like he's the most hit quarterback in the league. You think that doesn't play a doesn't factor into him? You know, sometimes being shaky back there or hearing ghosts. I mean, every quarterback in the league, if they're getting hit like that, you put anyone behind our offensive line, they'd be, they'd be struggling. Like Matt has, stru- Matt still had a decent year, but it's not like he's setting the world on fire, and there's a reason for that. Doesn't have really too many good skill position players, and offensive line is bad, and he has virtually no running game. Any quarterback would suffer. Tom Brady would be having a shitty season right now, if he was our quarterback. It's just the nature yeah. of the beast.
1: Graham, so you have low expectations for the next game. Are you to the point of wanting us to lose for draft position or you don't care about that?
0: I think at this point we've kind of made our bed. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different ways this can go, you know, because there's so many teams at seven and eight, seven and seven, eight and seven, et cetera. But, you know, we're definitely losing this game. And then the Saints, I think we can actually beat. So, I mean, my prediction is that, you know, for seven and eight, where are we where are we right now seven yeah. and eight so
1: you're saying eight eight and nine is your bold prediction
0: eight and nine is what you're, we'll you're, finish with we'll probably have a 12th or 13th pick in the draft 14 your bold years.
1: prediction with two games left you're not
0: gonna even if you lose these next two games it's not gonna make a huge difference it is what it is yep. so I mean I think the time to bitch about draft picks was you know weeks ago uh, it, it's not really gonna change too much right now and it's also gonna test you know, Fontenot and the scouts, you know, can you find premier talent at that position, whatever our position is?
1: Yeah. I mean, we found some good players in the mid teams before. I feel like we almost do better there than we do higher in the draft. So.
0: All right, Adam, that wraps us up this week. We hope you all are doing well out there Have a safe and happy holiday season. Uh, we will see you next week in the new year. Year five of Atlanta zone is coming. Uh, It's not going to change at all. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we'll see you then. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hostomacist. Thompson.